This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Question time on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. This question's actually from us, Hachi, Jane and myself here on the sounding board. Uh, you flagged last week that you would tell a one of your famous war stories involving David Leckie on this occasion. David Leckie being the, uh, the famous television... Um, identity of the past 30 to 40 years. Uh, he passed away the previous week. We were talking about him on the sounding board, and you you said you had a particular story you wanted to tell Ellis. Well, I was just going to tell you about a silly meeting I had with him, which, you know, it's not a great story, but it's just the only one I've got, so I'll, I'll share it with you anyway. So he was, I didn't know him super well, but he was the boss of Channel 7 when I was there and much respected in the business and a revered figure in the building and a strong voice, obviously, at the table. I believe that he was one of the reasons I stayed at Channel 7 because at the time the news team were going away from footy and I was a footy reporter and it was being marginalised in the news and then... Well, getting, going away from footy? Yeah, but Seven didn't have the footy rights. I was, oh. the, I was the chief footy reporter. I think the admin at the time were a little bit iffy on footy on the news and whether he needed ah. to do it. When Channel 9 took it over for, what, 2001-ish? Two, yep. three, four, five? Yeah, and he, he said... We need to maintain our presence in footy. The only way we're going to do that is through news. Make sure you got that news guy bolted down who does the footy down there. And so all of a sudden, I went from being a little bit on the nose in the newsroom to being wooed to stay. So I think he, he drove that. Yep. But I remember towards the end, I've told the story about how I went to New York and I was a bit lost there in the yep. mid-2000s. So part of that being lost cycle, I was desperate to get to America to live. I had some reasons to be there at the time, as you'll remember. And... I couldn't figure out a way to, to move there or to live there. So I, I managed to talk him into a meeting in Sydney and he and Tim Warner, I don't know how they agreed to it because I was just the lowly kid in the newsroom in Melbourne, but I just I decided to build my own job. I decided I was going to be the chief programming recruiter for the Seven Network. <laughs> in those days, they had distribution deals where they'd just get down the chain whatever their affiliate had. And I thought there was a lot of these little production companies that if you got in early and knew the content they were making, like a head of recruiting for an AFL club, you could go and get the rights to the shows. And they didn't have anyone. And it's all coming out of LA at that time. So I, I went to him and I did a PowerPoint demo from memory. Oh, you I and sat, a PowerPoint. Yeah, I sat right. in front of David and Tim and I said, I'm now going to be your head of television recruiting based in Los Angeles. The TV industry, in my opinion, you guys have missed a trick here and you don't know all this good content coming out of America. On the ground there... I reckon I I would cost this much, but I reckon I'd save you this much because I'd be able to get – literally for half an hour, I remember him thinking – I can just see his, his face about three minutes in thinking, how on earth did I get myself <laughs> stuck in this presentation? <laughs> and for half an hour, I presented like, what's and all? This is my job. What do you think? And they were – And you wouldn't even know what you were talking about either, would you? No idea. <laughs> three, it's about 2005. Three, four minutes in, I think they, they were ready to smash me out of the park, but I had – 15 slides to go. <laughs> so they sat and listened, Tim Warner being as good a guy as he is as noble, and David in the end said, I'll leave this to Tim, sorry, but I don't, I don't think it makes much sense. Um, and then they, Tim told me, and then basically that was Tim's job, right? I was sourcing the content out of LA. So he was like, what you don't understand is these are the things we're already doing. And I was in this meeting where I was <laughs> putting offside the two most senior people in the network by crowding my own role because I had a reason to go and live in LA. <laughs> That was my first attempt. And if they'd said yes to that, yep. 
you and I would not be sitting here because our business would not have begun in the way that it did. There you go. All right. Anyway, that's a war story, I guess. Um, not a very good one, but... This uh, also is, is actually not a question, but it's a um, looks like a statement from Brad Williams on Facebook, and he wants to address this to you, Hutchie. After listening to you on the podcast and you stating, uh, show me a business that is doing well in a pandemic. As a holiday park owner myself, my family and my staff, we had to lay off are directly affected by these lockdowns in rural Victoria. However, all of my trade friends who operate their own business haven't been shut down for one day. You still get more government incentives and are the busiest they have been using the government incentive money to build new sheds, new equipment, etc. It really hits a sore spot at the minutes. The, really, the Olympics really do feel as though it's just being run for the commercial aspects of it again. Money just being flung around in different areas to keep the wheels turning, but the actual business that are directly affected don't get what's needed. Not just a question here, just a statement, just trying to stay positive, but just feeling really unheard of at the minute. Thanks, Brad. Brad, thanks for sharing. I feel for you. You can, tell, you can feel the emotion in that. Holiday parks have had a very tough run. They were enormously afflicted last year. Then they had a period, I think, of recovery where everyone travelled domestically a little bit over last summer, and now they're back in the in the pack again, uh, unfortunately. And I can only imagine how tough it is when you've got that much responsibility and, and, and you know, everything depends on people that can come and go. It's going to be small solace from me saying hang in there and and offering our support. But um, please let us know your business, Brad, and next week we will spend a a moment talking about it and referencing a little bit for people's understanding so that when things are open again, they can be a little bit more uh, aware Mm. of of calling. And I I hope that this summer we get some domestic tourism back up and going properly and people are getting around the state. One thing that is, just I think it's to Brad's point, a lot of businesses, Hutchie, and it's now being made public regularly – received a lot of JobKeeper benefit when they probably shouldn't have been entitled to it. And I think that's hard to cop for businesses like the one that Brad's running. Yeah, like it's, it's the pandemic hasn't been fair. Some have won out of it. Some have most have lost out of it. And it's not being evenly reflected. So I feel for everybody. Anyone who's got a business, I feel for at the moment. Yep. There's a lot of questions here relating to Clarko, to Caroline Wilson, to myself. Uh, do you want to read any of them, Hutchie, or we discussed it enough on the... Yep. Um, do you want to read a couple of them out? Uh, if you want to. Curly Damien questioning of Caroline Wilson around the Hawthorne coaching issues makes him look like a fool, says Michael Barnes. Did I question her? I questioned the, the specifics of the Sam Mitchell uh, warning Alistair Clarkson out, which which Caroline herself didn't even address when you put it to her last week. I questioned one aspect of it. Otherwise, the, I had the same view as Caroline that he wasn't going wasn't to be there. For the record, Michael, I said he wouldn't be there the whole way along. You, did, him, you did. Vince Moody, uh, why did Damo even question the awesomely brilliant Caroline last week's podcast? I questioned that one yep. aspect of it, and I think you know what I'm referring to. You know, you know Vince and others don't. You know what happens here, by the way? Have you worked out this? We share the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast producer in yes. Jane. yes. Who's a staunch Caro? Oh yes, friend. <laughs> what what has happened here is every single question where you're critical of Caro has been highlighted and put on here. I've just realised that. In fact, she's put about fifteen of them in. There's no doubt, absolutely no doubt. In fact, I'm just going through the rest of the questions. They're all critical of me on no, other no aspects. Doubt, the, no. the skit on the footy this is, show. This is Jane. The pseudo supporting Caro. This is selective questioning, supporting Caro on this. And you know, Jane, you can't speak on this one. You just have to accept the fact that you have done this. And I fully exp- I fully support it, by the way. I think it's been genius. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm, going, I'm on to page four now, and we're still dealing with ask, this. Ask, Brendan, ask the Brendan true question. What are your thoughts on sports such as 3x3? Ask that answer. That one. Is the Tom Brown appointment just more evidence? This is from King 
Didge on Twitter of how unreliable media outlets are becoming when it... What is it, Jane, this is all just critical of media. This is Tom Brown question. This is Jane's like, week. She's angry about Jane, the way you, what are you handle doing? the Caro thing. Hang on, here's another one here. Can I ask Hutchie? This is from... I probably should read this before I do ask you. Do you... No, a bit... Spe- Jane... <laughs> that's, no, that's fair. I, we're onto something here. Frankie via Twitter. Ewing. I caught the Damo skit on the footy show and wondered if it is in the same vein as the thawing of me. This is the humouring of Damo. <laughs> <laughs> well, un, un, uh, unlike what Hutchie did with the thawing of Hutchie when he went on to the, um, the, the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast as part of his thawing with Claire, uh, I had no role in the, the Sunday footy show skit, uh, Hutchie. Is this the best Olympics ever, even better than Sydney, asks Ewing on Twitter. Yes. Well, it is it's shaping up to be a better one from an Australian perspective when it comes to gold medals. Now, there was something very amazing about Sydney, Hutchie. There was something. Yeah. There was something beautiful about that that whole two week yeah, period. It was. It, was, it was. It was a privilege to be anywhere near the joint. It was a privilege to be at the track. It was, it was a, a great privilege. time in life. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, a time that I don't think we're going to get again. I just hope Brisbane gets to experience something like that in two thousand and thirty two. There's more questions about me, Hutchie. Here's another one. Here, another idea for you, Stephen Clark on Facebook. Two things for the boys, Hutchie. Possible thawing idea. Why do you always insist on throwing to an ad break with? More footy class after this. Not one other person refers to it as this on air. And when has the word classified ever been shortened? Do you think Joe Biden tells someone, sorry, that information is class? No. Secondly, an off-air point for the boys. Beans is returning on September 6th. That's your show. It's our show. It is indeed. It just got stopped, didn't it, when the oh, pandemic hit? so good. Yeah. I, I was off it. I, I just found it was a one-trick pony. And after five series of two men hating each other and trying to kill each other yep. and trying to outdo each other, it was enough. You know, I reckon it happens. It's great though for the series. first three. Yeah, but the writers run out of steam. What I'm excited about Billions and Ozark's return, and also uh, Yellowstone, is they've had a year to finesse the scripts. <laughs> yeah, they're not writing week to week. Yep. One to finish. One to finish. I'm just trying to find one that doesn't criticise me. No, that uh, will do. Jane's no, on the page nine Jane now. Vince. I'll go to page eleven. Uh, Charles Shaw on Facebook. Why does Ko have its message saying we're at an ad break, and we'll be back. Can they not find someone till they fill this ad space or they are not allowed to? Thanks, Charles. Well, I think in most instances they take dirty feeds from Fox and others. Yep. So they don't have the means to put their own inventory into some of those scenarios, but there's some where they're blocked from the ad, so it just makes sense. To- it can be dangerous, though, can't it? It was, was nearly potentially dangerous, wasn't it, with the um, the off the off air in inverted commas conversation oh. that was broadcast on. No, you and I should talk. We've been the king of the off air. Actually, we did that. Is that last yeah. week or like before? Yeah. Actually, that was yeah. six of the last eight things I think I said in life. Jane accidentally broadcast. So <laughs> wasn't as bad as the previous time that happened, though. Was it the previous time <laughs> the that boat. happened? You were on a boat, weren't you? <laughs> no, no. All of those things were my fault, by the way. I'll take full responsibility. All right, right, that was question time on the sounding board for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, and if Jane's choosing to keep these questions the way they were this week, uh, we might have to look elsewhere. But if you're choosing to do it that way, choose to DrinkWise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo for DrinkWise. Make sure you find us on Facebook and Twitter at Sounding Board EP. Hit the sign-up button on Facebook to receive our weekly email and subscribe to, rate and review the show wherever you listen to podcasts. For the record, I just put every single question there. All of them. I think it's fair. I you, ordered you got, them. T- you got attacked and Jane saw an opportunity. <laughs> well done, Jane. <laughs>